0: some interesting texts on the whole incel movement that I was completely unaware of 24 hours ago but which has killed at least 16 people in North America in the last
1: year with mass murders so it's probably something to be aware of the fact that you can even refer to it as a movement is frightening and disgusting since all it is is guys who can't get any turn angry and start blaming women for their lack of success. Yeah, that, all it is is an angry guy at a bar saying bunch of and lesbians. That's all it is.
0: Involuntary involuntarily celibate is the incel movement. We'll talk more about that again later. Some interesting texts and comments on that. Also, um Got to talk about the VA nominee and what he either did or didn't do. Dr. Feelgood.
1: Yeah. This uh, this this this, this, a very, this whole thing is very sordid and dirty and trafficking and gossipy, and I'm not comfortable with it. He's all. either drunk on the job and handed out <laughs>
0: pills or not. And uh, what was the other thing I wanted to talk about? Another good thing. Oh, he He's created a, a, a could...
1: toxic work environment, too. Does that mean a lot of flatulence or what? <laughs> is that code?
0: Um uh what's that thing there's I an not I don't know I forgot We'll get an update on the Cosby trial at some point cuz they had the closing arguments yesterday
1: Yeah it's to the jury So, uh, reading this uh, big uh, piece about uh, emotional intelligence and likability and blah, blah, blah. uh, Emotional
0: intelligence. Different uh, kinds of intelligence. I'm fascinated by that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and and I see it in my own children. It's instinctive in a lot of people, but you can get better at it. Emotional intelligence, like other forms of intelligence and knowledge. Uh, They they mention a couple of things about likability. Sometimes I'm still not very good at it, as I can take a very long time. Take a very long time for me to figure out my wife is mad about something. Takes <laughs> takes a lifetime. Takes a lifetime. But one interesting aspect of this, you know, just being likable. Isn't that one of the themes of death of a salesman or something? And Willie Loman was pathetic because that's all he thought. Counter, I can't remember. I eh, read it a long time ago. But University of Massachusetts study found that managers were willing to accept an auditor's argument with no supporting evidence if he or she was likable. Oh, yeah. And which is why... Non men and women work so hard to be likable. That's their greatest skill. Um, Which is always weird to me about pushy salespeople
0: because I'm going to immediately hate you. I, I run into salespeople regularly where I wouldn't buy something from you if it was a great deal.
1: See, I think, <laughs> uh, I think enough of the population is easily cowed that certain salespeople have just decided, all right, I'm going to offend Jack in 60%, but 40% will go for it, so mm. I'm just going to be pushy. It's like a, a friend of a friend who travel a lot would go into a hotel bar and walk up to women and say, do you want a blank? Conmen also don't have a conman manager that's... Bugging them every ninety minutes. Hey,
2: did you how how are your numbers doing? <laughs> yeah. How's your numbers? You got to meet your goal.
1: Yeah. Right. That's yeah, true. that's true. Yeah, but so this friend of a friend would make an incredibly frank suggestion to the women, knowing that a certain percentage would be offended. Uh, many would say no, but a certain percentage would say yes, and it was very quick. It was uh, it was very uh, efficient. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about, though. Fornicating with strangers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Being likable is much about avoiding behaviors that decrease your likability as it is magnifying those that increase it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The poll of uh, thousands of workers and supervisors, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's interesting. This list is in no particular order, but name-dropping is uh, one that came up many, many times. Uh, just like humble bragging, which we'll get to in a minute, and is, uh, uh, I think a lot of y'all are going to feel a little guilty about that you one. You
0: know, name-dropping doesn't bother me. Uh I don't think it ever has. Humble bragging does though. That one I, I that that one always strikes
1: me immediately. <laughs> People are averse to those who are desperate for attention simply being overly friendly. Uh, z- 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 anyway.
0: I had that same thought at the type of the Eiffel Tower once. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of this stuff is about uh, the the ROD, the reek of desperation, <laughs> which gets back to the involuntarily celibate thing in a lot of ways. Yes, um, Ronald Reagan mentioned that to me once. Oh boy. Uh, moving along, this one's obvious. They call it emotional hijackings. It's essentially whether you go crazy and start screaming and, and throwing things and making a scene, or you're so mean you make other people cry. In other words, you take what's going on into an emotional realm it shouldn't be. And if you do that, it's emotional hijacking. People aren't going to like you. Like there's uh, the, the copier's out of paper. Everybody keep you cool. You start screaming. You Everybody know. keep cool. <laughs> That's the key. Uh, all right, now on to humble bragging. Humble bragging. And some t- some really... Uh, mm. Well, the trouble with the humble bragging thing is all
0: of social media is practically built upon it. It's
1: a business model. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg is saying, shut up. Shut up about humble bragging. Uh, I'm going to j- read this to you because I think it's really good. We all know those people who like to brag about themselves behind the mask of self-deprecation. For example, the gal who makes fun of herself for being a nerd when she really wants to draw attention to the fact that she's smart. Yeah. Or the guy who makes fun of himself for having a strict diet when he really wants you to know how healthy and fit he is. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think everybody is guilty of this to a greater or lesser extent. Um, You know, it's like any tendency. A little you can get away with a lot, not so much. While many people think that self-deprecation masks their bragging, everyone sees right through it. This makes the bragging all the more frustrating, because it isn't just bragging, it's also an attempt to deceive. So, wow. You think you're getting away with it, but you're not. As Frank Sinatra used to tell me. Now this one. (laughs) That's funny. And Jackie's going to uh, explain that this is changing. Whipping out your phone. Huge uh, results on this one. Nothing turns someone off to you like a mid-conversation text message or even a quick glance at your phone. When you commit to a conversation, focus all of your energy on the conversation. You'll find they're more enjoyable and effective when you immerse yourself in them. How about a yeah. speaker? When you commit to a conversation, be interesting. Yeah.
2: Don't lose my attention! <laughs> oh, oh! Wow! Yeah! Stop I, trying to figure out if it
1: was a Tuesday or a Thursday, and get to the point.
0: <laughs> you I know, didn't wander away.
1: You pushed me away with your boringness. You
0: know, and we all have some of those conversations every day. You know, your friend telling you about how their wife's about to leave them, and you start looking at your phone is pretty rude. But you know, you're telling me a long, boring story, and okay, I got other things mm, to I think wonder about. How hot it's going to get today? I yeah, do you wonder. Take I do what, because. If you didn't grow up with that, it seems really weird <laughs> that people are just checking out of the middle of your conversation because yeah. it used to never happen, ever, right. never underneath circumstances. You'd
1: see their eyes glaze,
0: but you could keep your dignity. But they didn't pick up a newspaper and start reading it, <laughs> which is the
1: equivalent. Yes, it is. And um, just flick it open in front of you. <laughs> right, and hold it up in front of their face. <laughs> In fact, that used to be code for, like, a dysfunctional relationship in TV and movies and stuff like that. That's how you'd show the husband and wife had lost touch with each other. But it, it, just he was reading the newspaper. Just
0: observing younger people. Because women like, can't read. We have a lot of college-age oh, people around. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we have a lot of college-age people around our farm and uh, just observing people out in the wild. Young people in groups—they just seem to
1: be—they seem to have developed a rhythm for right. that. Right, and they commit suicides at horrifying hey, rates. Wait a and second. Abuse drugs. Drugs, Jack. Are you in favor of drugs? I didn't say it was a good thing. <laughs> I'm no, not I, I hear you exactly. It just has yeah. happened. I know, and it's so. Uh, my question is, and I hope I live long enough to figure it out: Is it a phase, or is it? The right. new permanent uh, way of interacting, uh, interacting, and where will that lead? You ever
0: see a, a group of like, um, you know, high school kids or college kids walking along, three or four of them, and they've all got their phones out while they're talking and looking at their phones? Right, and, and I don't think any of them thinks, God, nobody's listening to me. Right, that's just the way it has been.
1: That's why there's so much obesity. <laughs> I'm going to attempt to blame it's, everything on this.
0: It's weird. I don't. Well, it, you know, it's how it, we got Trump. <laughs> I don't. I agree. I don't know if it's going to go, go away at some point or if that's just the way people are going to be. And and decades from now, when there's nobody around that grew up a different way, it'll be difficult for them to figure out that, you know, if
1: everybody sits and looks at each other while they talk, you're not as depressed and you right, You actually enjoy <laughs> your life. Now, uh, let's do one more before the break, but um, how long ago was I on the jury? It was a couple of weeks ago, right? Two, three weeks ago? Because I'd kind of taken a vow of uh, waiting a couple of months before I got specific about that experience, just because people didn't sign up to be on a jury with Joe, the radio guy. Um, And I want to be fair to them, but this one shocked me, both juries I was on, because there's a lot at stake. Normally, I just roll my eyes and move on with my life, but... Having a closed mind, complete unwillingness to listen to another opinion or reconsider your own or even take in evidence. Having a closed mind, in my experience, goes hand in hand with the need to immediately come to an opinion and hold on to it. Um, that just shocked me. Uh, but anyway. Uh, If you want to be likable, you must be open-minded, which makes you approachable and interesting to others. No one wants to have a conversation with someone who's already formed an opinion and is unwilling to listen uh bah, bah, bah. to eliminate preconceived notions and judgment try to see the world through the other people's eyes and understand why they're saying what they're saying and and indeed what they're saying i should probably
2: stick my fingers in my ears less and just shout you're boring la la <laughs> la 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 i should do that right. less
0: right right it uh, does it have to be uh unimportant things i agree on unimportant things i'm just i'm fine with it like i will not i've never eaten cauliflower i'm not going to eat cauliflower <laughs> I'd have no plans to change my mind on that. We all got our corners to stand on. <laughs> That's contempt prior to investigation, but I don't think it's important. On oh, It's make, important for your health, and it's a delicious vegetable. Perhaps on a topic like immigration, I'll, I'll go ahead and hear your point of view. Maybe you'll change my mind.
1: You like white bread, but you don't like white vegetables. I find that on. I'm just asking you to consider mm. the humble cauliflower. Yes. Complicated. I don't even know why it exists. Cauliflower. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. How what... good does it do? I've thought that. Is it nutritious? For... It just looks weird. It's, it's like it's uh uh it's uh, uh what do you call it? albino broccoli? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. I've thought. Who it, wants it? I've thought it in many a meal with a number of things. Why is this on the table?
0: There's nobody that sat down to the table hoping this is here.
1: Why is here? My wife was on a jihad to make Brussels sprouts edible for a while and. By God, she did. do oh. no, no, just I don't know. There are other things that taste good already. Yeah. Even, I I like vegetables.
0: Mm.
1: It's not all of them. Any anyway, right, some you... more uh, habits
0: of unlikable people. Right. Oh, and I wanted. To, I just saw a montage of Trump and Macron kissing, shaking hands, rubbing each other. Oh yeah. That was one day. Who does that in one day? Other than a couple that just recently fell in love. Move the White House to San Francisco, huh? You hear me? laughing too much the show's not that funny among the many constructive texts we've gotten so far today yeah
1: cut it out with your stupid laughing mom i told you stupid jokes told you to stop texting during the show um we have so much to get to i think we ought to rush through the rest of this list of the habits of unlikable people and barely even pay it off and just go an inch deep and a mile wide today. Next, huh? on the,
2: next on the list, texting radio shows telling them to stop laughing.
1: Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah.
0: How freaking weird are you? <laughs> We're getting a number of texts about that whole incel thing, involuntary, involuntarily celibate. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about that again later because it's sick. It's, uh, I hope there aren't a lot of murderous people out there with that view.
1: I tell you what, y- you people are truly pathetic. And I will tell you exactly why. And keep an eye out for your vans,
0: bunch of sick Fs. Unlikable people in the workplace, as Joe has been talking about. Somebody texted, this segment is perfectly describing my manager, who I'd like very much to karate chop in the throat. Wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that'll, that would be an emotional hijacking, though. <laughs> so you e would be uh, unlikable as well. So no karate chopping. Uh, having a closed mind. Not asking enough questions. Biggest mistake people making in conversations is being f- so focused on what they're going to say next. Or what the other person is going to say. They forget to hear what's being said and interact. You know what? People who are nervous or insecure do that, too. Um, they they don't ask you, so how was your day? Because conversation makes them nervous. So it reminds me of the whole, in high school, Oh, she is so stuck up. And then it turns out it's just a shy person. They're just socially awkward. So
0: um, I often don't ask people how their day was because I don't care how their day was. Well, again, um,
1: habits of unlikable people but, is our topic.
0: But uh, when I was uh, out in the dating world, uh, I
1: was really good at that. It's so easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, and it it means a lot to people that you're interested in them. So. And the women's love to talk. Jeez, I'll tell you that. Oh, boy. How does Bitcoin factor <laughs> in all of this? That's what I ask. That's a good follow-up, Sean. <laughs> Being too serious. Uh, People gravitate toward those who are passionate. uh, That said, it's easy for passionate people to come across as too serious or uninterested because they tend to get absorbed in their work. That uh, reminds me a little bit of people I know, including me. Uh, At work, they're serious yet friendly. Serious yet friendly. It's a good thing to go for, huh? All right. Gossip. Gossip. Sometimes you have to come into an extreme to understand this. I know it really helped me. Everybody likes gossip, but walks away thinking that person's kind of dangerous, the person who's gossiping. And we had a person we had to work with for a time that would gossip viciously about other people to us. And it was not Hmm. the least surprising when it got back to us that the very same people he were he was slandering he would slander us to them oh, right, yeah in just exactly. completely heartless fashion
0: yeah yeah you have to yeah. recognize that, that that friend who talks s about people they seem to be really friendly with is doing the same thing about you right it's guaranteed that is my least favorite trait that's the, you talk about a seriously guilty pleasure I enjoy it, and it's awful. Gossip? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that was my New Year's resolution one time, is to stop saying
1: bad things about people I like. Right. That's Um, a good resolution. It's
0: it's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: Jack, hey, Michael, you remember when Jack had that resolution of his, and it lasted (laughs) for like a week? I remember that. (laughs) What an idiot. Yeah. Why am you. I talking ass even to my own wife, which is kind of a special case, you know, between husband and wife. Sure, it's a bonding thing. It is. yeah.
0: But, I mean, still, it's people like, why am I saying anything mean about somebody I like?
1: You know, it has a, is- an anthropological use because you're you're building alliances, or so it would seem. But you, you're not if it's that sort of casually vicious gossip mm-hmm. because you know the alliance is no good, as we were referring to moments ago. Uh, sharing too much it, too oh, early. Before we go, I, I do believe in some ways of...
2: Like kind of a a punching bag analogy, right? Like getting out those frustrations you have with your friends with someone else that you trust is a way that it doesn't then kind of corrode the relationship. You get that frustration out. It's no longer bouncing around. There is that can happen. That
0: definitely that can happen.
1: That's all I had. Sean, we don't have time for your claptrap, because I like to pleasure myself during commercial breaks, and we're about due to go to one. Ew. That would be sharing too much too early, <laughs> <laughs> which is a trait of unlikable people. Uh, it, it's the ROD again, the reek Got of it. desperation. I had
0: one of those yesterday, and it was weird. Oh, yeah.
1: Don't please, reek please of
0: desperation. Yeah, tell us about it. And name names. <laughs> that'd be, yeah, that'd be really mean. But so that like, I'm sorry? I, I, I don't know you that well. Uh, I just said hello, and you're telling me some really, really personal, important stuff.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Also, uh, finally, sharing too much on social media. Studies have shown that people who overshare on social media do so because they crave acceptance, but the Pew Research Center has revealed that this oversharing works against them by making people dislike them. Hmm. Come on now. Come on now. We all know the person who overshares on social media, and we think nasty things about them. Don't be them.
0: Hey, we got a text from a woman about the humble brag. She said the most obvious humble brag among women is the attractive women saying, I feel fat or look fat in this. Oh, Actually, boy. overweight women, she said, never say that. What
1: a great example.
0: It's always women who look good in that saying that to other women. So that's her take.
1: I don't know. Keep those humble brag examples going. That is a good one. Yeah, I'd love to hear them. Four uh, one five two nine five KFTC. That's the text line. Four one five two nine five KFTC. As I often urge people, maybe you don't want to comment on this, but someday you will want to comment on something. Have it in your contacts. Uh, Armstrong and Getty. Four one five two nine five KFTC. Your favorite humble brag. So were those all emotional
0: intelligence? Is that why that yeah term came up?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what one one humble brag that I do and I'm trying to stop is talking about how busy you are because it makes you feel important because it makes you sound important. I have so many irons on the fire. So many people need my time.
0: God, I don't want to be busy. I am busy. so craved. I don't want to be busy. I don't think it's a good thing. I, I, I'd crave being able to say to people, I had nothing but six hours of free time yesterday. I'd be happy to say that. You think my life's boring and uninteresting and I'm unimportant? That's fine with me. That's what I want. My fantasy is to sit in
1: the woods and watch squirrels run around. That's my fantasy. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall?
3: Al well, Trump's embattled nominee to head up the VA, not withdrawing He's his bid. He's embattled by you, the liberal journalist. We are going to get into that in minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Pretty interesting. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: From the text line, Jack, will you explain what a crypto coin mining
1: operation is? I will be happy to do that. Maybe next hour. Other stories we'll be covering eventually. Texas man gets 50 years in prison after years-long scheme of stealing $1.2 million worth of fajitas unravels. That's a lot of fajitas. And shirtless Santa Rosa, California man, shirtless, wearing American flag shorts, steals a beer truck. How perfect is that? Shirtless flag shorts dude decides he's going to steal a beer truck. You just got to let him go, right? Uh, let him go did.
0: park somewhere and drink as much beer as he wants until he passes out. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Take him to the drunk tank. Right. Get him his checkbook. How much do I? Okay. All right. <laughs> not a big
0: deal. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips.
3: Well, President Trump's nominee to lead the Department of Veterans Affairs will not withdraw his bid despite allegations of workplace misconduct. Dr. Ronnie Jackson, chased by reporters, asking him... If he was going to be dropping out,
4: Jackson, are there any I'm looking forward to uh, rescheduling the hearing and uh, getting the process moving.
3: Getting the process moving. Well, the top Democrat in the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee, that would be Senator John Tester, told NPR that the allegations were made by more than 20 military employees who work with Dr. Jackson. Specifically, Jackson, he said, was found to have been repeatedly drunk while on duty as White House physician. Other charges are the tester, or tester confirmed rather, include prescribing prescription drugs to those who are taking long flights that crossed multiple time zones. Pills that would help you go to sleep, pills that would keep you awake.
0: I've, I've done th- that. Well, uh, yeah, okay, so on that particular um, uh, part of it, are you going to get to the Obama's glowing reviews mm-hmm, of them? In yes. Okay, so we'll get to that in a, a few seconds, which is interesting also. But so um they went big on this on M S N B C last night, right? It's an ability to attack Trump and claim that he's uh, unorganized and not vetting right. his people. Claim a scalp. And one of the New- they say. and it's funny, Brian Williams kept his mouth shut on on his show last night until one of the New York Times reporters said, Well, you know, as a White House reporter, I must say that I've been on many of these flights. Uh, for years, and it's routine for some, for all of us to take sleeping aids as we're uh, w- working a really crazy schedule. Right. And then Brian Williams say, "said Well, I, I suppose I must confess that in my years of following around various presidents, yes, we all do this because you're traveling to another time zone. You have to be awake to do. so it's completely common and has right. been going
1: on forever. Yeah. That and ha- the idea of military people using that sort of technique so they can be wide awake when they need to be. I tell you what, uh, number one." I want to hear specifics of these allegations and what they're talking about and have the doctor answer them. And as always, my question is... Who are the alligators? <laughs>
0: right. But it's just, it, to me, it was interesting in the way that news can mislead you. Because yeah. I heard earlier in the day somebody say, once on a plane, he walked down the hall and and walked down the aisle of the plane. Right. Uh, the doctor did. Uh, they referred to him as Dr. Feeling Good, said, Who wants to go to sleep? And everybody laughed. And I thought, Oh my God.
1: Yeah. Until, like it's Led Zepp's right. 1971 right. tour. Right. Until yeah. I
0: heard the reporters explaining that that is the way they have done it forever. Right. It's very common and perfectly acceptable. Accepted. now as far as the being drunk on the job that uh that's interesting I, I mean t- there, there are claims that one time they needed to find him uh right. when he was he was Obama's doctor right. and Obama right. loves him right um uh they tried to find him and couldn't find him and he was a, he was passed out asleep they said
1: well I don't I, know. again I, there are so many ways to characterize so many things if you really want to claim a scalp and this guy might be a, a, a goof and a drunk and the rest of it I don't know but I mean, just every allegation, I think, okay, are there, like, hardcore non-drinkers who were angry that at 4.30 on Fridays, the crew would get together and have a beer together? They thought that was improper outside of military something or other. That's possible. you know what? I can respect that opinion. I'd like to hear it from them. But all this is just, it stinks of, 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 I don't know, just irresponsible
0: tearing apart of a guy's character. Well, get to the Obama stuff, because that's an important piece.
3: Yes, Trump calling Jackson an excellent doctor and a great leader, and as you've been pointing out, Jack, so did then-President Barack Obama. Jackson was his personal physician as well. Obama wrote many positive performance reviews of the doctor, one of them. Ronnie's positive impact cannot be overstated. He's a tremendous asset to the entire White House team, already at a level of performance and responsibility that far exceeds his current rank. Promote him to rear admiral now. And he was on the Bush
0: team. So he was on the Bush yes. team, got glowing reviews. He was with Obama for eight years yes. and got those kind of reviews. Mm-hmm. And he was with Trump. So it's hard to imagine that he's too far off track. When oh,
2: you're the Willy Wonka of pharmaceutical
3: <laughs> feel-goods, yeah, you're <laughs> probably <laughs> going to get a lot of good patient reviews. Right, the guy oh. with the black bag on the tour oh, bus. Oh, boy. Ah. Exactly. Some of the problems, some of Jackson's problems, may go back to a 2012 Watchdog report that uh, claimed Jackson exhibited unprofessional behaviors during a power struggle over the White House medical unit with another doctor who Jackson wound up yeah. replacing. It's a
0: personal beef. Somebody right. had
1: it in for him yeah. and got this stuff out into the news. There was a turf war, and the people who were with the other guy are yeah. now you know, coming out. Wait, none of which makes the guy a great choice to lead the VA. I don't know whether he is. This just all smacks of witch hunts.
0: And you know what we're not talking about, which we should be talking about? We're not going to talk about it here. It would take too long. Do we even need the VA? Make your argument for why the VA even exists. I tell you
1: what, we absolutely need the VA, but we need it to be a tiny fraction of what it is. We do not need it to replicate the American medical system. There's no need for that. If you have great doctors who will treat vets, and you can connect the vets to those doctors, there's no need to employ zillions of other doctors and nurses at enormous expense, and it's absolutely unforgivable levels of misservice to vets in some centers. Anyway.
3: Final note French President Macron is set to address Congress this morning. The bromance continues after his series of meetings that continued with President Trump. I think there's something
0: going on here um that that that's bigger. Like swapping. <laughs> that's big. Homosexuality.
1: <Almost> <laughs> oh my um <laughs>
0: Now, there's, there's some sort of, this is important for Iran, North Korea, something geopolitical, yeah. where they feel like there needs to be a, a strong, and you, you can't count on Merkel, there's got to be some sort of the United States and an ally, we're willing to go after you, whoever that is. There's got to be something going on here.
1: Yeah, I think part of it is that both guys are under siege in their home countries from their opposition, and that if they can show themselves to be, you know, foreign policy gods and have an axis of power uh, between two superpowers, it doesn't seem like it could be domestic politics. Well, though one Trump superpower in one country with really delicious food. Trump is not
0: liked uh, in France, so it's not a good domestic policy move for him to be kissed and hugging on Trump. No. I don't, I don't quite understand what's going on. I hope, I hope it's nothing big. There you um, go. Somebody referred to Macron as Trump's mini-me, which is kind of funny.
3: There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I am Marshall Phillips on the Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation.
1: Oh, Squawky, your cry sounds like freedom to me. Could be swapping, Sean. I don't know. That's my theory. We'll talk to a reporter from the Cosby trial for a couple of minutes coming up in a couple of minutes, Give you an update on that, whether the old rapist is going to get thrown in jail or not.
0: Closing arguments yesterday? Oh, yeah. Fireworks?
1: Yeah, I guess it
0: got crazy in the courtroom. I don't know anything about it. I'll stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The conscience Of 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 the
3: nation.
0: going to need a complete reset on the bill cosby thing I mean, I mean i remember his crimes pretty well and i hate him now but um they had a trial once i don't remember what happened they got another hung trial. Jury. got another trial why did they get another trial Is this the same is this the same case or a different situation
1: it's uh, yeah okay well we can ask mark Remillard. i can tell you very briefly though it's the same accusations that there was a hung jury so they retried him And is this for one woman or all of his crimes over the years? Uh, Mark Remillard of ABC joins us to report on the Cosby trial. Mark, uh, welcome. How are you?
4: Thank you. Uh, Very good. How are you?
1: Uh, Good. Uh, Jack is inquiring. Is this uh, a a trial, an accusation of one woman or all the crimes through the years of Cosby? Help us uh, remember where we are.
4: Yeah, this is uh, accusations based off of Andrea Constand, uh, who was a former Temple University employee who had interactions with Cosby and says that back in January 2004, uh, he drugged and sexually assaulted her at his home. Uh, And this is why, part of the reason this is the only case to come forward is that all the other accusers, even though there are dozens of them, all of those are so old that they are out of the statute of limitations. So really, if... Cosby is acquitted of these charges that he's facing. Uh, then he'll likely be free for the rest of his life because, oh, wow. as far as we know, there are no other accusers that would fall within that limitation. So this is really the last one, and we're talking about a matter of maybe twelve to fifteen days, uh, which in which the prosecutors have left to file charges and they did so so right on the cusp here wow basically this is this is the last chance for the prosecution. so this is
0: a big deal a guy could go to prison which could be for the rest of your life when you're old or be completely free were were all the other cases even brought up in the in the courtroom or or did the jury hear those at all
4: they heard some of them and unlike last time um last time they heard from andrea constand the main accuser the charges of which this case stems from uh, they also heard from one other accuser. The judge limited the testimony to one other one, as I said, even though there are dozens more. Um, in this trial, however, the prosecution had submitted a list of 19 names they they thought they might call. judge allowed five accusers this time. So they've heard from six other women hmm. uh, who they say uh, have similar stories, essentially, or six women in total who say Cosby drugged and sexually assaulted them. It's all part of the prosecution's attempt to establish a pattern of behavior, they say, that shows that he's a serial sexual abuse. Sounds right. like an open-and-shut
0: case
1: thing. to me. Well, and if there's an appeal, he's surely his lawyers are going to go there that they shouldn't let all those gals testify. But uh, So we understand closing arguments in the case yesterday. Uh, things got uh, pretty dramatic. What happened?
4: Oh, yeah. Um, the defense uh, was really aggressive during their closing arguments, tag-teaming between their two lawyers, and uh, basically calling... Uh, the, the civil suit that Cosby paid out to Andrea content 10 years ago, uh, one of the biggest highway robberies of all time. They called his accuser, Andrea content, a pathological liar. Uh, they said that the other accusers were motivated by publicity and money. Uh, and then the prosecution hitting back on all of those things as well. Uh, saying that, you know, Cosby was leading a double life. He had this good guy image as Dr. Cliff Huxtable on The Cosby Show, but in private he was preying on unsuspecting women, offering them, uh, you know, uh, career advice, offering them private acting lessons, and then drugging and sexually assaulting them. So, yeah, it got quite heated during this, and it's and it's been heated most of the trial as well.
0: You know, I would think in this current, uh, you know, hashtag MeToo climate, The idea that somebody could appear to be a good person, but turn out to be a rapist is a lot more believable today than it was a year ago. Yeah, I mean, because we've got we've got 10 examples, all of us at the top of our mind of people like that.
1: Hey, uh, Mark, uh, um, uh, do you recall in the first trial uh, how the jury was uh, arranged guilty, not guilty? Did that come out?
4: I don't recall yeah, I don't... whether okay, was a makeup. We just know that they were deadlocked, uh, and I can't say this time that there are seven men, five women, uh, ten of them white, two of them uh, African American. Okay. So that's the makeup of this jury. It is a different panel than last time.
1: Yeah, if it was eleven to one to acquit last time, it's really unlikely they'd have uh, gone back to uh, to retry it. So I'm guessing it wasn't. How it was more heavily toward convict. But how compelling was the victim in terms of her believability, or did
0: they bring out some really good stuff about her being a liar?
4: Well, you know, they really hammered home some um, uh, what they said were dozens of inconsistencies in Andrea Constance's uh, case, uh, basically saying inconsistent into how long she may have known uh, Mr. Cosby, whether she ever flirted with him. He pointed to a bunch of phone calls. Why the hell does that, that matter? She,
0: you can flirt well, with somebody all day long, they don't get to rape you. Well, I think it, it was afterward. Part
4: of credibility. Yeah.
0: Oh, afterward, gotcha.
4: Yeah, and all these phone calls that she had made... Hundreds of them the defense said afterwards that they say it's inconsistent with the victim of sexual assault. You know, obviously that's gonna be left up to the jury to decide what kind of weight to give that, but, but once really again, I mean, I mean if you're if
0: you're in the jury and you've been following some of these cases, Harvey Weinstein or whatever, there are actresses that were raped and then continue to work for the guy or say nice things. It happens.
1: Yeah. Mark Remlard of A B C Sorry, Mark, go ahead.
4: No, no, it does. It does. You're right. And they were even asked that during uh, the jury collection, they were asked about their influence and whether they were influenced by MeToo. So this is something the defense is really concerned about.
1: Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah, that's funny. I was asked similar questions on the trial I was uh, on the jury on recently. Mark Rammel, of ABC News. Mark, uh, well done. Really good report. Good to talk to you. Thank you.
0: I want to talk more about this, but with you and not him. So that's interesting. They ask you about that. That seems like a really good thing that people have been uh, mm-hmm. informed by hashtag MeToo.
1: Yeah, Um, uh, and 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 hopefully the whole culture has been it was. Yeah, it was indirectly about that. It was. Do you uh, what do you think about somebody who would be the victim of something, but would continue that relationship?
0: Yeah, I'm hoping that the whole culture is now caught on to the fact that, yeah, you will do some things that seem pretty inconsistent.
1: Right. Even as the victim of a rape. Well, and I think this is uh, this is one of the healthier things happening in our diseased society. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised because the prosecutor was um was it the prosecutor or the uh, yeah the prosecutor was conf- was concerned that people would think well if if uh, a woman was the victim of, of violence in a relationship of course she would never ever continue that relationship because if you have that attitude on the jury then you're you're done as a prosecutor because in, in that case the woman did hang around um, but almost, I think, 100% of the people who were asked about it or talked about it said, oh, no, I understand that happens sometimes. Relationships are complicated. My mind has been changed and all that stuff.
0: Before, um, a year ago, similar case with Cosby. Okay, she still dated him and called him and left him sweet nothing messages and stuff like that after he supposedly raped her. I'm not buying it. Now I would because I've heard a whole bunch of examples of people doing that. Yeah, it's counterintuitive. It absolutely is. But uh, a, some, some it, things it is like what that, it yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, if that's human nature, that's human nature. You can't argue with that.
1: Well, one thing I can promise you is, once they get behind those closed doors, those twelve jurors will say and do lots of stupid things <laughs> that'll make you fear for the justice system.
0: And some of it might be based on how they feel about Doctor Huxtable, unfortunately.
1: Right. right. Um.
0: I had another thing I was going to say about the lie. Oh, um, because because in your case, because the reason I wanted to get to. You know how how good a job did they do of portraying this woman as a liar He got into the specific case but like in your case they had mom come out
1: and say uh, she's been Yeah, li- we weren't that was off the air we were oh, okay. talking about that yeah
0: um, but, yeah. but so, yeah, I, I was wondering if they had, you know, like, did they bring up her whole life and say, here's her fifth grade teacher? Yeah. She can't stop
1: lying. Oh, yeah. she She's claimed th- her dog ate her homework, as I recall. <laughs> her yeah. Ex-boyfriends, whatever. Right.
0: Yeah. Um. She, she lies about everything. Or, That's her thing.
1: Or was it, you know, the, you said you met uh, Mr. Cosby 11 years ago. Now you're saying it was 12 years ago? No, oh, yeah. Okay. Come on. Yeah. The, the inconsistencies, please. Whatever. Please.
0: Yeah. Um, Cosby's clearly a rapist. What I'm hoping happens. ...is what happened in the famous Robert Blake case. You may not remember it, but he was a movie star who killed a woman. He killed this woman, this crazy girlfriend, who was out to extort him. And the jury basically decided she had it coming. That's what I think happened. Yeah, it was his wife. <laughs> he, 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 be, he be, They decided, you know what, he probably killed her, but she had it coming. She was an evil person. Right. I'm hoping that's what happens with the Cosby thing. I don't know if we can prove it, but he's clearly a rapist, so... Hey, 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 going to prison today... But if he if he, if he skips on this one, he might be out for the rest of his life. Yep. Of course, he's ruined. Yeah, not ruined enough. If he's yeah. a rapist. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.